we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Hey, yo, Bessie, who told you to go out there? You better come back in before I knock you in the next week. And among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Welcome to episode one of the Brothers-in-Law. We are two urban intellectuals who happen to be attorneys and we enjoy discussing popular culture. Welcome to the program. First off, I want to introduce the great, the wonderful Mr. Sean Carter. Hey, thanks, thanks a lot. Um, like I said, my name is Sean Carter. I am uh, a humorist at law, actually the country's foremost, actually the only uh, humorist at law, but in, in a nutshell, I run around the country telling jokes to lawyers. My name is Jesse Hamilton McCoy. I am just a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all right, fair enough. A lot of big things have been happening, so just a little backstory for those who aren't up on all the issues or those who are against all the issues without knowing them. Um, first of all, uh, there was a big issue. You may have heard about it. It was called police brutality happening every day and getting posterized on CNN, ABC, all media outlets. One lone football player decided that he wanted to take a stand or ultimately a knee. Um, in order to bring more awareness to the issue. And that player was Colin Kaepernick. So he, uh, for a national anthem, he would always take a knee. And it seemed very subtle at first, but for some reason, uh, it incensed a lot of people to the point that they started burning jerseys and, um, you know, getting on the NFL's case about you need to get him in line and blah, blah, blah. So fast forward this year, of course, he wasn't picked up by any team. They say it's because he doesn't have the talent level. But um, clearly, when you look at some of the quarterbacks who are playing on some of these rosters, um, I think he had a pretty good shot. Uh, I don't think that Brian Hoyer is really really <laughs> going to take you to a Super Bowl. I know. See, um, I, I, I think it's, it's I'm, I'm a big disagree. And here's why. I think the reason that he didn't get picked up is the Afro. Very difficult <laughs> to get a helmet big enough to get all of that hair in there. You're going to have to pay an extra $30 to get a helmet that big. I've seen the extra <laughs> You can't afford that when you're running a football franchise. you got to make cuts. And so I'm going to give them the benefit. Of, and by the way, I, we've heard arguments almost that silly as to why he wasn't picked up. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we, we know that the truth is, is that there were people who were, you know, the owners were concerned about having him on the team because of the backlash they'd get from the fans and a certain fan on Pennsylvania Avenue. Right. Absolutely. With little hands. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> and, and, um, we also know another very compelling reason as to why he isn't working is because, Apparently, um, his girlfriend hurt someone's feelings. So, <laughs> that, you know, well, hey, you, you, you can't have that on a football team. You know, you know how these guys have stable relationships. You can't have some wild card girlfriend out there. That messed up the whole team. <laughs> 
Well, so in, in fast forwarding this year, we've had a number of demonstrations from various players on different teams um, standing in solidarity with uh, the issues that Colin Kaepernick was was kneeling for in a variety of ways. And um, one of the interesting things that came out of this season was there's a schism where there's a group of people who are boycotting the NFL. And I guess in the effort to not lose market share, the NFL has decided, um, hey, you know, let's let's have all this unity and we're going to have our owners and coaches and white players and black players and everybody come and do a, a symbol of unity. And that was the narrative um, Sunday before last. So, you know, different people did different things during the national anthem. Uh, most concerning was Jerry Jones, uh, who kind of sidestepped the issue by being allegedly in unity with the players until the national anthem started started playing. <laughs> he said, you better stand your ass up. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm, I'm hating Jerry Jones these, these days as much as anybody, but there's a reason how these guys get to be billionaires hmm. because they took, you know, remember, Trump comes out on a Friday, calls Carol, calls Cap, uh, SOB, Right. The players on on Sunday, uh, you know, they got brothers out there. Forget, you know, the the, the, the kneeling. They got, you know, Ray Lewis on both knees. Oh, yeah. um, you had uh, Shady um, McCoon. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. McCoy. <laughs> McCoy um, he, 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 he's out there doing stretches. They got some brother on the 50 day yard line doing snow angels on, on a logo. I mean, brothers were losing their minds. <laughs> and by the next day, Jerry Jones had co-opted that whole thing into let's stand here with our arms linked, but we're not going to, you know, but when the national anthem comes, like you said, you're going to get your butt up. And I was like, man, and then was, I, I was like, unity, what are they in unity about? Are they in unity against the other team, um, against gingivitis? I mean, you know, what is, what were they fighting for? And they had just co-opted the whole thing. However, the next Sunday, uh, a couple brothers still weren't having that, took to the knee again. And now we got, now we're where we are now, where we're going to have, you know, the showdown, I guess it'll be on Sunday. Where a bunch of, no, I guess it'll be Thursday. We'll see what happens on Thursday, I guess. But where, you know, a couple teams have laid down a law and said, you know, you can, you know, be upset all you want, but you're going to stand for that national anthem, boy. And uh, we'll see how many boys we got out there. Well, it's always interesting to me that in a league that uh, is 70% African-American, you can follow in the heels of a president, you know, calling your mom out your name uh, <laughs> and an owner telling you what you can and can't do and how you decide to protest uh, police brutality. Uh, and I think my concern is that in the sauce, everybody is going to lose what this whole movement was about because now they're trying to paint it as patriotism versus defiance. Right. When in actuality, police brutality is something that should concern everybody. Um, and I understand, you know, those who say, well, uh, the, the NFL doesn't have anything to do with police and, Colin Kaepernick used the NFL platform that he had to bring awareness to police brutality issues. And the NFL may not have reacted in a way that was favorable to him because that's not an issue they wanted to really address. But 
I think it's important that people who are empowered to be in vocal positions um, reflect the concerns of the community. I have, uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, and think about it. The NFL talks about this. And if you, you see them, they're going to say, oh, you know, we want to keep, you know, just, you know, politics out of football. You know, we just want to have football. That's what the fans say. Um, you know, all month long, we're going to be seeing a lot of players wearing pink, pink shoes. Right. All right. You know, pink panties, pink everything. Okay. <laughs> Now, that isn't a coincidence. That's not a fashion choice. That's them saying, hey, we're going to get ourselves involved and be part of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is great. All right. I think, I think you and I, let's go out on a limb, right? We are both opposed to breast cancer, right? Absolutely. 100 I mean, I'm, I'm opposed to toe cancer. All right. <laughs> left ankle cancer. I agree. All right. No cancer. All right. We are definitely kind, you know, we, 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 you know, you know, we definitely don't like cancer. All right. But, you know, the, the NFL is willing to use this platform for a lot of things. All right. And so the idea that says, Oh, we don't know. We don't want you to bother us with, with, with all this other social stuff. We just want to deal with football. No. In fact, the reason that we have the national anthem being played with the players out there at all is because the, 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 uh, what's that? The, the defense department actually pays the NFL. That's patriotism. That's <laughs> absolutely. That's patriotism. So, so let's not act like the NFL has been totally apolitical, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Colin Kaepernick, you know, with twenty five years old, turned the NFL political. It was always political, and it was the thing before was it was an issue that everybody agreed about. Everybody loved the troops. Everybody right. loves, you know, or hated the cancer. Right. But we got a couple people out there. See, everybody doesn't hate police brutality. Right. That is why we got a controversy. Think about it. No one's complaining that, that, that about the breast cancer because we all agree we hate that. But we're not sure about this this police brutality because about half of the people, let's be honest, and three quarters of people in the stand uh, think the cops aren't shooting enough black people. Right. And then there's another quarter of people who are cops who did shoot black people, but they bought two tickets. <laughs> Now, how are you going to say a quarter? It can't be any more than 22%. 23 maximum. Stop exaggerating. We're trying to have a technique here. Now, you know, let's go back and second because we kind of skipped over the, the, the act of disrespect we're talking about here, by the way. Okay. Now, Colin's original thing was to sit for the anthem, right? Right. He's sitting out there, which, by the way, and I understand where he was coming from, that's Rosa Parks. Right. That, that's OG, right? You know, you talking about, we were talking about earlier before we got on about, you know, Eminem's freestyle rapping. Uh, that's the original OG, right? Yeah. You sit your butt down, all right? Then he talked to a troop, and the troop was like, look, you know, we show our respect. I know you want to do something different, so take a knee. And so now, the instance of taking a knee for prayer, you know, what you do when the, when a player is hurt on the field, what you do when a, a troop, you know, we have fallen troops, is somehow considered in America, the Christian nation, to be offensive. I, I hope nobody tell my pastor about that on Sunday. I'm protesting to Jesus when I get on my knee in the pew. Well, you, you know, one of the things that becomes painfully obvious in uh, a lot of the counter arguments that people present against Kaepernick is um, I don't want to call it a lack of understanding of cultural issues going on in America, but um, I think that's a mild <laughs> understatement. <laughs> uh, I will say uh, opposition to certain things that are realities in certain communities. 
So police brutality, you know, one of the things that I, I tell some of my uh, white counterparts and colleagues is, you know, surprisingly enough, this didn't start in 2016. You, you'd be shocked. But the problem is when we were telling you about it in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s, it was, well, you don't have visual evidence. Then in the early 90s, when the Rodney King video came out, it was like, oh, that's still not enough to find them guilty. It's like, okay. Then we had a slew. I think um, it was kind of like No Limit albums in 2016. Like every Tuesday, there was something, <laughs> there was a new shooting uh, on TV. And you hear the backstories about the victim. At first, well, let me backtrack. First of all, you didn't hear about it. It was on Facebook. So you would get on social media and everybody's, you know, liking something. And you're like, oh, let me press play. And you're watching some black guy get executed by police. And you're like, I don't I don't think I'm supposed to like that. Um, and, and it was trying to get the national media to even focus on the issue. And I think people miss that when they, they try to condemn Colin Kaepernick, but he's trying to bring light to an issue that you found every excuse to ignore. Every, 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 every excuse. And, and you're absolutely right. I got to, you know, I thought about this the other day and it blew my mind because I, for the first time I understood the, 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 you know, the riots in, it was at 90, 91, 91, I think, right? In, um, in LA. And by the way, I'm from LA. You know, let me get my creds out. You know, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I'm, I'm straight out of Compton. All right. Um, on my birth certificate, if I can get my birth certificate, the Compton, um, office, you know, City Hall, they're not that efficient. So I can't really get another copy of my birth certificate. So you gotta take my word. Sure Trump that word. <laughs> Cause it's only open like Tuesday, you know, from one to two o'clock. But Trust me, our own is. <laughs> I'm, I'm uncertifiedly straight out of Compton, um, but so I understood. Grew up, you know, with the, you know the whole, you know, your peace, your, your parents, you know, give you the talk and you know and all that, and saw boys in the hood, live boys in the hood. But the thing is, though, is that you know. 91 was that thing with Rodney King where it was like, look, we've been telling you, you kept saying no, that's not what happened. We showed you on videotape and it still wasn't enough. And that was the first realization. Like, wait a minute, this isn't a matter of you not believing us. This is a matter of you not caring, of you thinking this is a, a good thing to happen. That, like I said, the cops aren't shooting enough of you. And, 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 and the excuses that we heard in the Rodney King thing, we're still hearing 25 years later. So for instance, one of the excuses we get is we don't get all the video. We, we, we didn't see what happened before then. Mm -hmm. And the parallel I like to use is the same time. Remember what happened with Reginald Denny? The truck driver, mm -hmm. unfortunately, mm -hmm. got caught up in, 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 in the riot, pulled out of his cab. Remember how the black people all got on TV and said, look, you didn't see the whole video. You didn't see beforehand. Maybe he had been running over a bunch of people before then, and they were trying to get him out of the car to prevent other people from getting killed. You know what? Matter of fact, you didn't see the whole video. You only saw one side. Maybe on the other side, the, 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 the truck was actually on fire. And what the people were trying to do was to drag him from the truck to drag him to safety. And he didn't got this. <laughs> that sounds absurd, right? Well, you know, I'm, I'm from North Carolina and we deal with a different kind of absurdity. So we just came on the heels of a, of, of a governor who, after we did all the work to get the mandatory body cams, he made the footage from the body cams privileged information that you can't get without a court order. 
Um, and as a result, all this great footage that we thought was going to get released and show us, you know, all these things that were going on in North Carolina, uh, it gets spliced or they'll give us just you right. know pieces of, of what really happened. And then they'll tell us a narrative of, you know, oh, this is what happened in Charlotte. You know, he <laughs> it's, it's always something extra. So we we did our due diligence in, in voting him out. Um, and, uh, shout out to Pat McCroy and the unemployment line and the people who are assisting them. Uh, but we, we did our point in that. The, the concern that I have is just like you were talking about how things were in LA in the early nineties. We in North Carolina are still exposed to police brutality as well. And we still have police issues. And when I was looking at each one of those, uh, murders in, 2016 we're not talking about a concentrated a group in one state we're talking about new york louisiana oklahoma and at some point you have to ask yourself like is is this just the the training that everybody is getting like this is this is a universal phenomenon that nobody seems to be able to identify except black people but we're told that we're lying well, and here's the thing is, and this should be the lesson at least we take from, from this with all things, all right? Uh, if, if we, we have a white listener, if we haven't scared them all off yet, take this back to, 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 to the rest of the white people. The, the word should be believe black people. Right. All right. If, if we tell you that something is bad, trust us. We are not making stuff up. All right. We don't really have a lot of black hypochondriacs. All right, we 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 pretty much are telling you if 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 matter of fact, if we tell you something's happening, know that it's happening twice as much. We hid the real bad stuff from you because we didn't think you could handle it. Think about it. You know, you see it all the time. You know, Ida B. Wells and a bunch of black people for a hundred years running around telling white people about lynching. Oh, lynching is not happening. I'm like, you got postcards from a lynching. You right. know damn well lynching is happening. Well, they were guilty. They really did it. Really? All those black men? By the way, the women and children who were lynched every three days, really, they were raping all these white women. It was just constantly, constantly an issue of, we tell you something's bad, redlining. Oh, it's not redlining. Then the banks come out 30 years later and go, oh, yeah, we, we're redlining. See, and actually, by the way, we, we put it in actual red. That's not a, 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 a theoretical term. This is actually in red here, where we're not doing lending here. Right? Oh, really? Yes, when we tell you, just believe us, all right? I promise you. We tell you that, that, that Martians are coming and kidnapping black people, all right? And that's why our hair turns out this way. Just trust us. We are telling you the truth, all right? You might not see the aliens for another 30 years, but if we tell you it's happening, I promise and and to the white listener who's still listening first <laughs> um and then secondly um if you understand the vein of of the context then you may better appreciate why certain black people you know kind of cheer when the oj verdict gets read you know because <laughs> for, for so many people to to say well our justice system like we we have all these uh, shortcomings when it comes to black culture, but when it comes to white people who murder their wives and kids or whatever, and they get the slap on the wrist, um, it, it's, it's humorous. And to see the one black guy who never wanted to claim his blackness, uh, <laughs> use the same game that everybody else used and win was empowering. But then they made sure that they got him. <laughs> they got back up with him. Um, 
But here's the thing that's kind of interesting is, I don't know about you, but, but, but a month ago, I was talking about blacking it out, the NFL. Black people were mad at the NFL. All right, said, so, you know what? You didn't sign our boy Cap, and and I had, you know, said I'm I'm I'm, I'm doing it. no more no more football. All right, mm-hmm. and now it's just the opposite, same issue, but just the opposite because a certain person uh, in 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 the White House, I'm not going to refer to him as uh, as, as the president, uh, so you can you can call him whatever you want, um, but um, but but that guy, you know, with the tiny hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was able to and amazingly galvanize white people uh, uh, to be. And I kind of love this because I was boycotting the NFL anyway. So now he actually doubled the boycott. I guess I should be appreciated, right? Because he got now white people boycotting the NFL. You know, but for the wrong reasons. Um, and and to me, it came down to an issue of that uh, that Trump had figured out that the way he really got these white people galvanized is by telling them. And basically getting mad at the owners and saying the owners saying to them, you need to control uh, your Negroes. Right. right. You need to get them in line. They got the nerve to during our national anthem to take a knee. Now, let's go back to this. Take a knee. Do you realize the fact that black people stand up at all, that, that we acknowledge the song is a miracle? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think America's amazing in the respect that if you kidnap people, right. bring them somewhere, work them from day to night, take their children, sell them off as in a disposal of a litter, right. they might not want to sing your song. <laughs> it's not not an option. <laughs> not an option. And somehow, though, we do sing it. And by the way, better than they do, right? Wow. We will, you know, Whitney Houston will go out there and tear the song up. Wow. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I don't think, all right, that you got, oh, I don't know, the ancient I- Israelites singing the Assyrian national anthem. Right. Or, or <laughs> the Chinese singing the Mongol anthem. I don't think that happened. Usually when you conquer people, they don't want to sing your song. <laughs> and the fact that these people said, no, 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 you need to not only see us, you know, recognize our song, but you need to stand at attention. Right. Right. Or if not, we are going, you know, we're not going to come out here and watch you give yourselves brain damage. Well, you know, it's, it's an interesting uh, tapestry of American history, because uh, when you look at it, America loves the rebel. America loves freedoms. America loves uh, a sense of justice and, and leadership. That's what America loves. But they only love certain people exercising those freedoms. <laughs> so, I, you know, there's, there's always this debate. And, of course, people, you know, in 2017 will look at it and say, well, you know, this is what our country's about. And they want to rip their chest and, and show their eagles tattoos and, and flags uh, and like this is my country. This is what it's about. But those same people, particularly here in North Carolina, um, America isn't the only flag that they salute. Uh, there's the Confederate flag, which that's hypocrisy in and of itself. Um, we have this new alt-right movement based on Nazism. So I'm just waiting to start seeing swastikas, uh, <laughs> coming up at their rallies. Um, and I think one of the things that 
uh, 45 has been very good at, like you said, galvanizing people against what they perceive is a common enemy. And the side effect of that is imposing restrictions on the free speech, the very thing that America is known for, for other people. So I was looking at um, ESPN's response to Jamel Hill. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think it's amazing. A, any job that is willing to get rid of you based on what you do on a Twitter feed. And we're not talking about her doing anything, burning the ESPN emblem or anything like that. <laughs> we're talking about having an opinion about politics. Um, and, and the fact that that can be used against you for any kind of, uh, retribution at, at work is, is hilarious. But the first time they made her apologize. And if you look at the articles about, um, this second, um, issue where they're, they actually suspended her for two weeks, the articles are all referencing the fact that she acknowledged the first time, uh, that she, she overstepped the social media policy. And I'm still trying to figure out how exactly she did that when she's talking about the president initially. Right. That has nothing to do with ESPN. <laughs> Her offensive word that she used, or the thing she said that was offensive to people, was to call the president a white supremacist. Now, let's break this down. How in the world is it offensive to acknowledge that the guy who has a cabinet that is all white except for the one um, intellectually uh, deficient black, black guy, Ben Carson. If you look at Trump's cabinet, would you not think that maybe he thinks that whites are superior? If you look at his policies, um, his, 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 his fact that he likes the good, good people in the Klan's rally, uh, it should be pretty clear that Trump has a preference for white people. That he thinks that they are somehow superior. By the way, it's not just Trump. All right, that's actually a fairly common thing because we've all been socialized to, to believe that. So, so the idea that she counted out, she said the most obvious. It's to me, she said, a Trump uh, has as 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 fine straw-like hair. Um, that would seem to me, you know, so obvious. But somehow, white supremacists, you if you acknowledge the fact that that. It's actually true that he has a preference <laughs> for white people. You can't use that term. And had she said, for instance, you know, that he was, um, that, that Trump had implicit biases, mm -hmm. that would have been fine, right? <laughs> right? But you can't call him a white supremacist because somehow we think that the only white supremacists have uh, no hair and swastika tattoos. Right. Well, and, and I think. You know, to me, he's done everything to solidify that because if a group of people in Charlottesville can run over an innocent, a white lady, because I, when I saw the picture and I was like, oh, they killed a white lady. It's about to get serious now. Like, I, it's, it's just unwritten rule that when white women are hurt, there, there's going to be consequences. And when he came in the press conference and said there are good people on both sides after a white lady got run over by a car. I, I I lost it. I, didn't, I was like, okay, all the rules have changed. Um, then if you look at, you know, Steve Bannon, I know he's not there anymore, but when Steve Bannon was picked up and we're like, well, it's very clear that he is definitely a Nazi. That's pretty clear. Um, you look at Jeff Sessions, who has his own history of racial epithets uh, while he was with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Alabama, of all places. 
And anytime that you hear anybody with the middle name Beauregard, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty clear indication that there may be a Confederate flag in their closet. Just saying. Well, remember, and we know what his first name is, right? It's not Jeff. It's Jefferson. Jefferson Beauregard Session. He was named after all right, Jefferson Davis and whoever the Beauregard fool in the Civil War is. That's on, that, by the way, that's on the Wikipedia page. I'm not making that up. All right. <laughs> I, I call him Bobo. Right. All right. Because he, he, he he, I know he can't spell the whole Beauregard. Right. That has an E and an A and a U in there. That's, that's complicated for smart people to spell. I know he can't get it all out. So Bobo, I'm going to give him his, you know, let's make it easy for him. But but every week he's announcing some new policy uh, to try to make it America, uh, you know, not so favorable to black people. Because, you know, right now, black and brown people really got it too good. And so last week he said, you know, we got to really deal with this front of action and, and make sure that we're not taking all the spots for, for whites and Asians because they're not getting any of the education. They're not getting any opportunities out there, and we really got to, you know, cut back on all this black and brown uh, hegemony in corporate America. Now, the second time, or then why she got suspended in trouble this time, is because she uh, had urged people to boycott the Cowboys' sponsors. Right. Right. Which seems like it wouldn't be a problem, right? Except for the fact that that's also a lot of the NFL sponsors. So someone was explaining to me yesterday, one, for instance, the Cowboys play in AT&T Stadium. Nobody advertises on ESPN more than AT&T. Mm-hmm. And so basically, they called her in and were like, hey, girlfriend, uh, you got to get off the sponsors. Right, you're messing up the money. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Your politics are gonna have to stand stand aside to uh you know to, to, to the money. And so, you know, it's be interesting though, because here's where they kind of mess with the wrong one here. It it seems like, you know, some of the brothers we've seen have been willing to stand at their feet. Um but sisters, uh you might not want to mess with. Right. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't know what she's going to do when she get back on the air, but I can imagine um, if it had been my wife, um, I would put them on a 22-second delay <laughs> when she come back in two weeks. <laughs> so she's not going to be like, beep, security. <laughs> exactly. And they're going to want to have a time delay on her broadcast because it's going to get ugly. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I like the fact, you know, I really admire that she stands up and she addresses the issue. And I like the fact um, that at least last time, the first time everybody had kind of collectively said, well, if Jamel's not going to be here, then we're not going to stand in for Jamel. So, you know, they had this rush of trying to get somebody to anchor the show for that <laughs> evening. And I wish the NFL players would take note of that. Um and understand, you know, as as much as Jerry Jones can say, oh, if you, you know, protest the anthem, then I'm, I'm going to bench you. There are certain people who obviously that doesn't apply to. Um, <laughs> Dak Prescott, that doesn't apply to you. <laughs> He's not going to do that. You win in too many games. Well, last year you were winning too many games. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Here's somebody, you know, and if they all did it. Right? Then they certainly can't do it. You realize that they could not field a team. Right. If if all black players took a knee on Sunday, Jerry Jones would have to decide, do we want to forfeit? 
do we want to start our punter as defensive back? <laughs> <laughs> you know, two weeks from now they can replace the brothers uh, with a, with some bad uh, you know substitutes. Uh, but but that on that Sunday, you know, all those those uh, MAGA fans standing in the stands, um, uh, you know, coming in the pickup trucks, uh, they're not gonna play um, linebacker the way you want to. <laughs> right? Jason <laughs> versus the Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, right? And so, you know, really, like you said, you know, it's like the brothers here have the leverage if they stand together. Now, on the other hand, if one after another they allow themselves to be picked off, then yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be out of jobs. Right. But ain't no way in the world Dallas Cowboy can get rid of all their guys on one Sunday if they all just took a knee. And so we'll see what happens on Sunday. And here's the thing that got me was, and this is this is let's get, let's have a little black talk here. The way I was raised was that. If you were called out by the bully, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta take a butt whooping. Right, right. All right. You you gonna have you can't come home and be like and your mother said, Wow, how'd you get home so fast? Oh, I ran home to right. this Jessica. <laughs> you either gonna have to fight your mama and your daddy, or you gonna have to <laughs> fight the bully. And so part of it is he called you out on national TV saying, Yo, boy, you better stand to your feet. Like I said, it's 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 snow angels. I'm practicing break dance moves. I'm doing the worm during the national anthem. I'm everywhere but my feet. Right? <laughs> I'm standing on my head, but you will not have me on my feet because I, that's just how I was raised. Right. Right. Well, it's it's very interesting to me because I wonder if uh, Jerry Jones is really apt to who his client base is because. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of black people, <laughs> Cowboys fans, um, they're more quiet this year than normal. But there are a lot of black Cowboys fans, and I just can't see, you know, that you have a team. And, and let me ask you this: how how much do you think plays into Jerry Jones' mind, considering that they've been trying to push this narrative of Dallas being America's team? Right, so. Oh, absolutely! Oh, think about it. I mean, you know, if if the Cowboys are taking a knee, fist, you know, Snow Angels, you know, that really is the end of the world for white America. All right, that we we, we and now you got to really start rethinking the whole you know country. If the dad, like you said, America's teams. You know, what right. I mean that, that that is just you know you cannot um, you know pull that. Now, what I love about you know sort of the respect from you know the t- team um you know go america is the fact that you know i'm amazed at how any of those people ever mention the word respect whether it's you know trump dissing the troops that you talked about mm-hmm. i saw some pictures yesterday of jerry jones uh i, I don't i don't want to break the man code here uh but in in, in a strip club uh, with a woman that did not look like his wife i saw his wife oh, and no. she's a pretty good looking 70 year old lady uh but they didn't look like a lady in his pictures um hands cupping uh the the the, the things on top um <laughs> he, he had <laughs> uh you saw the picture too right i'm like how do you stand up there and talk about respect you you that word need to not get out your mouth you better you need to spell it like aretha all right but you can't say it all at one time you can't say respect out your mouth if you somehow are out there, um, you know, doing what he's doing, and, and they're all doing it. I mean, I, I love the fact that you know, like I said, be res- you know, if you're gonna talk about respect, uh, then be be respectful. Right, right, yeah. But you know, the the standard for white masculinity uh, it always shifts. Like they, like uh, even in the election before. Um, 
I think it was one of the most perplexing things I've ever seen. You have someone with basically a lifetime of federal government experience running against an entry level <laughs> worker. <laughs> and he basically was like, I grab women. I don't care about women. I can do what I want. I have money. Vote for me. And she's like, well, I have 30 some years of experience. <laughs> And most recently, I was Secretary of State, and I've been a Congressperson. I've, I've had like a great resume, and people were like, <laughs> <laughs> "She should have been out there grabbing who? Right, right. She should have been doing." <laughs> no, no, you, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, we probably as brothers need to just turn this over to the system right. and let them handle it. Between Jamel, um, between my new uh, favorite uh, hero, and I'm going to mess up her, her name, but uh, it, it looks like it's spelled like Tijuana, but with a K, Kiwana, um, the sister uh, who outed the Miami Dolphins coach. Oh, yeah, Forrester. Yeah. Oh man, and, and I love the way where you know you know it's bad when she her uh, job occupation is model, um, Las Vegas model. I, that might be a euphemism for something else. But you know, <laughs> I'm not going. You know, I'm not being disparaging. What happens in Vegas? Thank you. Uh, and apparently in Miami, <laughs> stays there. What, whatever you do, boo, or you do you, boo, boo. But the thing is, is she took the she took the knee. You know, right. she outed him and said, "I did it because of the hypocrisy of making the player stand." I'm like, man, when we got our models, mm -hmm. right? You know, you know, stepping up. You know, brothers, we really got to do better. All right, when we got, you know, our sportscasters, the the women in the WNBA. You know, they 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 just walked off the court. All right, didn't answer. Right. Um, and you know, and then we got you know brother in there with with raising the fist, but he really don't have it raised all the way up. Right, right. He got like <laughs> a, a three quarter up, uh, you know, hoping no, everybody don't see. He got it only on the left side. He trying to hide it, um, doing baby fist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look at he open his mouth like like he yawning and stretching. Oh, <laughs> my, my favorite quote from the Forrester video. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite quote was the one after that. You know, like, <laughs> and, and you know, and but I can tell you, so sisters, and brothers, we got to step it up because sisters are definitely doing their part for the, as always uh, for for the for the cause. Um. <laughs> right, and and it's funny because they, despite the fact that I'm sure Miss Kiana or Kiwana is probably the top of her profession from the pictures that were posted online um, they still aren't making anywhere near what these players are making so there's so much uh, capacity for the players to be able to do so much more not to mention um, you know, just growing up, you always look a certain way at an NFL player. Like an NFL player, you had to be the strongest, the fastest, the best, and typically the meanest. Those are the people who are giving you swirlies in high school. Uh, <laughs> those are the people getting all the girls. And you you desire for them to have so much more to say. So you think, if anything, if if, you know, the racism train starts running people over, these are going to be the people that are going to derail it. Um, and when you see them say, oh, no, I like my seat. You know, <laughs> I like my seat on the train. You know, I'm good here. Um, 
it kind of makes you nervous for everyone else because we're like, you know, the president just called your mom out of her name as your mom. And you were like, oh, I'm good. You know, as much as they paying me, they can call her whatever. <laughs> you know, if you look back at the civil rights movement, you know, that's kind of the way it was then. You know, when Dr. King is doing his, you know, the Montgomery, you know, bus boycott, right? Right. Remember, he, he the people who are ride or die, or I guess walk or die in that context, mm-hmm. right, are, are, are the broke people who have to ride the bus. All right? Doctors and lawyers are fine. Yeah. All right? They're, they're not affected by it. And if he had had to have, hey, you know what, give up your, your car. Uh, brothers, um, I imagine the the, the 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 you know the limousine boycott uh, would have been uh, not getting the traction uh, that he was looking for. Uh, it, it seems like the movement is always carried forward by you know the least of these, and you would think you know that like you said our stars, but you know you think about it, even back then we had a few brothers standing up for the cause. You have a brother like you know Muhammad Ali, but then you got brothers like George Foreman. Right. George Foreman couldn't wave that flag. All right, you've seen the videos of him on the Olympic stand. He can't wave that flag hard enough. He damn near broke the flag. Right. He just waving that little flag and you know causing a damn t- tornado in there because he was so happy, right, to be run. You know, and, and so there's always, you know, I think probably more of uh, those who are willing to go along to get along. Right, and and it's interesting that um, you bring up Muhammad Ali because. Uh, if if you were an alien from Mars and you landed on Earth uh, anytime within the past two years, you would think Muhammad Ali was the most beloved person um, who ever existed in America, uh, particularly in white America. Uh, he was the he was the, the 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 best person ever. But it's funny how quick people are to. Uh, forget all of the things they did to that man in his youth for taking stands in positions that he believed in um and now on the now that they see how history ended up playing out there's an acceptance factor that comes in with that um oh no you're, you're so right you're, you're so right about that and this is what b- bothers me about it you know when they i remember guess what it was 2015 i guess when 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 ali uh passed away maybe it was yeah this was it was 16 actually and I, I remember, you know, sort of talking to people on everyone's posting their, you know, things on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I, I wish we had Facebook back then in the 60s. <laughs> I wish we could pull up some old tweets from the 60s because all you people who just love you some Muhammad Ali now, right, 50 years, you know, later, I don't think you would love him so much then. All right, when you want him to go to jail because he wouldn't fight the Viet, the Viet, Viet Cong, right? Uh, when you know, when you when you took away his boxing license and you know, brothers out there, you know, doing uh, wrestling, doing professional wrestling in in Japan, you didn't love him so much then. Right. But now you just love you some Muhammad Ali, and Kaepernick could be the same way now. Mm-hmm. Now, but here's the difference: is people, uh, we got Facebook, right? Right. right. <laughs> you know, you gonna have some uncomfortable. It might be interesting. <laughs> To see somebody on Facebook uh, from back in the day with Muhammad Ali just saying, yeah, uh, some colored kid came in here and thought I was supposed to give him lunch because he won a gold medal. I told him, you can throw that medal in the river. <laughs> we don't find colors in here. <laughs> I, you know, that's, 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 that's a stay woke. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, here's the thing about people gonna have some interesting conversations because somebody gonna be sitting on, on you know, with, with grandkids in the lap, and grandkids gonna be like, uh, people, uh, why, why were you uh, saying that Colin Kaepernick got to stand up? Um, <laughs> you know, when and, and when now you got a poster of him, you know, in our front room. And here's what kills me about this: we know how this story ends eventually. Mm-hmm. Right, we know that eventually you're gonna have Colin Kaepernick up on the black Mount Rushmore. Right, right. You know, with Obama, all right, King, and um, and probably that sister who just outed the Miami Dolphin coach. Um, let's get some sisters. Jay Jay in here. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind if Sister, um, if Sister Kiwana, go ahead and put her up there too. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, we know how this story ends. At the end of this, we, we all understand that fast forward 30 years, we're all going to be saying that we were for the players. We were for, you know, we were against police brutality. Right. We believed it all the time. We were enemies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why people can't figure this out. It's just like with our gay and lesbian bro- trans brothers and sisters. You know, right. even if I wanted to be homophobic, I, 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 I've read too much history to understand you're on the wrong side right. of the issue. Right? <laughs> you got to hop off. Right? Right. You're just on the wrong train and I don't get why anybody can't see that no one is going to be sitting around 30 years from now going they should have stood for the flag just as no one is saying by the way that Rosa Parks should have stood in the back of that bus but you know know how the narrative is going to change so when the grandkids ask they're just going to be it was a different time back then. That's, that's how people love to tell you when they was racist and taking uh, selfies at the at the lynching picnic. Um, it's like it was a different time back then. I changed. <laughs> that's because you old and you scared somebody go come get you. <laughs> you know, you absolutely. I, I forgot about it. It's a different time. Seems to wipe out. Right, right. Oh, but here's the. <laughs> doing wrong. Partly, I give people. You know. Yeah, at least a little credit in the past in the sense that you didn't know you didn't have the internet and podcasts and two brothers reminding you all right but now in the 21st century you can't say you know <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> um <laughs> because you got a whole history in front of you people have been telling you people have been you know on, on facebook while well, assuming that um you know you don't have, have a facebook page like mine i have to confess there's only one side of, of, of the story on my Facebook feed. Right. Everybody else gets blocked. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I used to try to have it and be inclusive and, and talk, and then people started talking to me in Russian, um, telling me election day is today and you can vote on your cell phone. <laughs> I said, fool me white, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. Well, you're not going to fool You know, what I love we found out recently, though, was that they had to get brothers from Nigeria, or wherever that was, right, to impersonate, you know, black people telling people not to vote for Hillary because she was racist. And I was like, you couldn't find, you know, some brother in Cleveland who would have done it? I know a brother who would have done it for, you know, a Popeye's three-piece right, right, right. You had to go all the way to, to Nigeria to find a brother. <laughs> oh, man. So, so yeah, uh, it's, it's an interesting time that we live in, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how everything progresses with the NFL season. I've, I've been pleasantly surprised with 
the number of other professional athletes from other sports that stereotypically we consider to be somewhat weaker than the football players. Uh, and they seem to be taking a much more militant stand. Now, some people might argue that that's because it's not season for you yet. Um, but <laughs> I, I want to applaud uh, LeBron James because uh, his back and forth with, with uh, 45 has been quite interesting. Um, the word bum has come up quite a few times, and even there are pictures on social media of LeBron with the bum t-shirt so I think he's going to find a way to pimp the situation and make money off of it and I think that's amazing you know <laughs> that's you know, that's uh, be, being a great entrepreneur our forefathers would have would have loved to have that opportunity um uh, I like LeBron. I, you know, the king. I, I, I ain't mad at him at all. And uh, you know, and here's the thing: about the NBA is interesting though, because the NBA somehow has a different dynamic. Now, the league is a little blacker than the NFL. Right. All right, in the sense that you could possibly field an NFL team. You know, like you said, you're gonna have to have your partner playing defensive back, so you're gonna lose a lot of games. Right. But you could probably get enough white guys to get your 11 players on the field. But in the NBA, if the black players walk out, uh, <laughs> all you got is the uh, the equipment manager right? <laughs> and the guy who sweep the floor you're going to have a little trouble alright but the thing about the fans are just as white mm-hmm. you know brothers are not buying those you know floor seats alright you know if you see another brother on the floor it's either because he's 6'10 or you know his name is Denzel those box seats those are corporate things mm-hmm. just like the NFL right. is it they have the same you know fans in the stands but I have a feeling if, if King James does it, um, you know, it's going to be all right. So those brothers would be doing the Snow Angels. Um, but but here's what I think. For the same fans. And the fans probably won't be yelling about how they're going to boycott. Even though it's, you know, the same group of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that inconsistency plays out. Um, we got a couple brothers uh, representing hockey. Uh, for the hockey brothers, um, go ahead and just... <laughs> If the seventy percent league can't make it, just go ahead and stand, brother. Wait till you at least get two brothers on the right, team right. before you try to. <laughs> you need to just stand on. Them. Well, just talking about the NBA, you know, it's it's kind of difficult because if all the black players were to do something in in unison, nobody's trying to watch uh, the Water Boys layups. You know, it's just not it's just not entertaining television. Um, and I think the one of the great things about basketball more so than football is basketball is starting to develop alternatives to the NBA so for instance you know Ice Cube's uh, program that he has even though it's not quite comparable yet um, I think is developing a following particularly during the off season uh, when people want to see folks they grew up watching and all that coming out to play um, I think with the NFL um to his credit, Vince McMahon, for whatever that's worth, uh, tried tried to do the XFL. It was a horrible disaster. <laughs> it failed. Not enough people got hit with chairs and tables, um, and as a result, it ended up closing up and being a stain on a lot of different players' uh, professional career. Um, the NFL yeah, has kind of locked up. Like they they've gotten locked. 
No, they do. But but the thing about it is, you know, it's going to be hard to keep finding people, especially now they have the CTE thing. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I think is going to happen with the NFL is, you know, it's 70% black now, but but now that we're starting to have black quarterbacks, um, once we find a brother who can kick, they're really not going to be in need for white people out in the field at all. And you're not going to have as many, and I tell you why, because of this whole CTE thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason, for instance, that whites, you don't see white boxers, isn't just because there's some black and brown aggression that probably, you know, uh, would be bad for mm-hmm. them, but more importantly, because you don't do boxing if you got any other options. Right. You know, you know the old quote, right? It's like, you know what, the kid was saying to his dad, you know, I play, I want, you know, what sport do you want to uh, pursue and the kid was like, well, I like to play football, I like to play basketball, and play boxing. And the guy was like, look, you don't play boxing. Right, right. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> you become a boxer because that's all you will be after. You know, it, it it's dangerous, right. right? You know, it's not something to play with. And so you're seeing, you know, fewer and fewer. Uh, I imagine that at one point, you know, bo- it'll be like boxing, where the only people who ever play football would be people coming from the inner city, right. maybe a couple rural areas, but people who didn't have a lot of other options and so i think the sports could even get blacker than it is now mm-hmm. well see this, this is where we differ because i think with the nfl they've been so successful in tying football to patriotism so that the people who have never served in the military and who <laughs> are just blue collar workers who just want to enjoy their sunday think that it's their american god-given red-blooded right to be able to watch a football game that doesn't deal with any kind of social issue. And I think they feel like the football game being televised in their local area in the listings is enough. That's sufficient for them to say, this is America. You know, like this is this is my country. Um, and they don't have to deal with any of the problems that the people who are voicing an issue have to deal with. Right. You know, this is an issue that we're going to talk about a lot. We're going to lose, as you said, the main point, which right. is police brutality. It's going to because now it's, it's it's just like an issue of you. Know, you told me to stand. So even a brother who wasn't so upset about police brutality now got it. You know, that's an e- ego right. thing. But you know who's going to end this whole thing? Uh, NBC <laughs> and and CBS. Because here's what happened: is the league is going to go to the brothers and say, "You got to you know stop standing." We'll see if the brothers give in. But let's say the brothers said, "You know what? We're going we, we're going to take a knee." At that point, then, Jerry Jones is going to go to CBS and say, uh, do me a favor, just don't show the national anthem anymore. Right. Like, by the way, you used to never show the national anthem right. before. All right? All the, all the networks have to do to, to the end this is just to stop showing the national anthem. All right? right. <laughs> you know, get ESPN, get, get, sport, get us, you know, um, what, Sports Illustrated to stop putting the pictures in. And pretty much that ends it. You know, for the people who go to the game, they'll deal with it. But you know what? I got to tell you, most people are not, not think about that because two weeks ago, they were getting, you know, two right. of beer. <laughs> During the national anthem, so you know they were eating hot dogs. This is an issue that, sadly, is probably going to be you know morphed with you know Cap and 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 the stand and the Jerry Jones, and you know and we'll ignore it and go back to you know our, our, you know showing our desserts on Facebook. Well, in in my summation, I think unfortunately the real winner in this situation once again is forty five. He's always, he always finds a way to take the attention off Puerto Rico and North Korea and the Russian investigation and everything and to convince people 
to do the crazy stuff that he's just saying, which he said in Huntsville, Alabama, and that's not lost on me either. Um, he's he's successful in getting people, I guess, on the strength of nothing else, just his whiteness, to to take the stances that he wants, um, and. He obviously knows, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but I would think at this point he knows about the issues with police brutality because during the campaign when he ran, he was all about giving more to the officers. Like, we need to do more of this, more of that, right? <laughs> so he has a vested interest in ensuring that police brutality is very active and alive and well. Um, and he also is benefiting from... I guess what they're considering to be race-based prejudice because if we're living in an era where if you call someone a racist, they are allowed to get more offended by the label of racist than the racist stuff that they're doing. Uh, and it's an interesting Jedi mind trick that he was able to master during the campaign. Um, I don't think you know, just from my review of the news and, and any reports, I haven't seen where uh, America's great again. Um, I, I, I don't know what the timetable is for that. Um, I, I have seen hey. a number of Brother messed up for eight years, so you know they, they figure you know that it's gonna probably take well forty five years for, for the white guy to, to clean up brother's mess. Uh, so I'm sure they're giving him more time than now. And the, here's the thing about this: they haven't gotten any, you know, they the the MAGA people haven't gotten any appreciable returns. They haven't even gotten right. all yet, right? But 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 they got a you know a restored sense of, of right. whiteness that 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 really was all they wanted in the first place. You know, you and I could go through the whole <laughs> seriously you know you guys could go through it's, it's a jim crow thing over and over again it's as the boys told us it's a psychic wages of whiteness right that you know what even though i didn't get I mean, even though these jobs are not coming back even though we're not gonna keep pulling rocks out of the ground to get to get coal energy uh but but i can feel better about my whiteness right. now I, I got I got people roaming, roaming through the streets, uh, you know, with with, with Nazi flags and, and Confederate flags, and my president is, you know, is defending, you know, right? Uh, St you know, Stonewall right. Jackson again. I I'm feeling good about you know whiteness again. Put it this way, you know, he like uh, you know Trump brought uh, whiteness right. back, and, uh, 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 and, and that's a fact. Um, and uh, I think on that bad musical note, we we might want to end that. Uh, in anything else? Um, I think we we've knocked the Kaepernick situation out the park. It's, it's done. And, and Cap, brother, we, you know we hope you get your, your job back. Um, I, I don't get how every team. I want. I, 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 I've I've seen some of these players that they bring in in to replace them, and uh, you know what, man. I gotta get off this podcast because what I gotta do is I gotta get my throwing shoulder okay. back together. Um, I'm 50 and I never played quarterback a day in my life. Um, but they'll hire anybody but Cap. So if I keep my hair short so I can get it in a helmet, I think they'll hire me. I'm, I'm waiting for Cap to get his reality show. It's coming. I, I feel like it's gonna come. <laughs> uh, Everybody hates Cap. Somebody's coming. You know, Housewives of Kaepernick. Something, something is coming. <laughs> you know they could do that uh, the brother from from Miami the side chick right. of the Miami Dolphin coach Keanu's crib 
Sundays at 8 o'clock. <laughs> By the way, for the people to let you know, very important date, September 15th. I looked it up. That is Kiwana's birthday. My family, that's the new Juneteenth. <laughs> September 15th. <laughs> Juneteenth, we, we weren't really doing much with Juneteenth anyway. So we, it's now Kiwana Teenth. September 15th is a new national black holiday. So, Kiwana, if you're listening, if you you know wanted to be on the podcast, um, don't don't bring the cocaine, but <laughs> we certainly appreciate your input. And by input, I mean what you have to say. <laughs> Thank you. What you have to say. What you have to say, sister. We respect you right. for your mind and, um, and your commitment to the cause. <laughs> 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 Goodbye, everybody. Y'all take it easy again. This has been episode one of Brothers in Law. Find us on all social media at Brothers in Law. <laughs>